재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And we're back. We are continuing our discussion on the situation in Syria. We've had a, a cessation of hostilities. It was brokered between the United States and Russia. Uh, we'll talk more about how, uh, what the prospects are in the uh, weeks ahead, the political transition in Syria, whether this uh, ceasefire will ultimately lead to a long sought after uh, peace agreement in that country, as well as uh, bring some stability within the wider region. Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 101. Three for fifty-one, or send us a cacao talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. We're going to be connecting to another expert in just a moment. Joining us here in the studio once again from the Center for Middle Eastern Studies at Kunguk University, Professor Song Ilguang. Professor Song, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, you mentioned it briefly in the first part of our uh, discussion. About Uh, the agreement and the goals of the agreement. Uh, one of those goals is a political transition in Syria. The interesting thing is, though, as you say, Russia's main objective is to protect the Assad regime. So you kind of think, what does a political transition mean if you're trying to protect the Assad regime? Uh, what ultimately do you think is going to happen? And I suppose the U.S. feels that this does not include the Assad regime, right? Yep. This is a very quick, big question. But uh, I don't think There will be any, I mean, clearly, let me get straight on this. We'll mm. not go back to the Syria before the civil war, mm. in my opinion. We are not going back, even though we really want to go back. Russia wants to go back, united one Syria, ruled by Assad. But think, we are not, we have IS, we have Kurdistan, we have Druzis, another ethnic, mm. we have so many different ethnic Factions in Syria, so we're not going back. This is, I mean, critical. I think. Does Russia know that, though? So, so in this situation, what the Russia wants? Russia wants the biggest territory try to I mean, occupy the biggest as much as as much as I mean territory to rule by Assad regime. This is what they want, I okay. think. Yeah, actually. So re redrawing the borders ultimately maybe a, a shrunken down yes. regime, but still a regime yeah. controlled by. Oh, okay. Yes, this is okay. Uh, let's get the thoughts then of another expert on the line, joining us from the University of Oxford uh, International Relations, Professor Richard Kaplan. Hello. Good morning. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Professor. This uh, cessation of hostilities or ceasefire—it's uh, considered fragile. We've seen skirmishes uh, erupt in various areas, uh, and we've. Of course, gotten the typical blame game between the uh, rebel groups and the Syrian government. Um, in terms of the the w our overarching goal of uh, having this uh, path for humanitarian aid to be uh, sent in, how are the various uh, NGOs and humanitarian organizations planning to uh, provide this much-needed aid, and what difficulties do they still face? Well, the aid agencies are all hoping that. The cessation of hostilities will hold because, in the absence of a ceasefire, if the fighting is to resume to any significant levels, it will mean that they will not be able to reach the millions of people who have been cut off from aid until this time. So there is no alternative, as far as their objectives are concerned, to. A continued cessation of hostilities. I recognize that there have been violations of this ceasefire, but uh, to date, 
uh, th there's been a very significant reduction in fighting, and they're, mm. they are counting on that continuing. Now, what factors do you think uh, are hampering, let's say, from the American perspective, the U.S. efforts to advance peace talks in Syria and to re rally their allies in the region to defeat Islamic State as well as some of the other extremist groups uh, in Syria? Uh, what do you think the U.S. and their allies have to do, I suppose, ultimately to make this ceasefire more effective? Well, as you've just heard from your previous speaker, the greatest difficulty is that the external parties are not unified. They're not of one mind as far as their objectives are concerned, their political objectives in Syria. So the United States has and its allies have been insisting on a transition that would see the removal of Assad. The question for them is whether that would be immediate or gradual, but they do not see a future for Syria with Assad at the head of the country. And Russia is one of Syria's, Assad's strongest allies, and its intervention in Syria has been in support of Assad and, and the government. So they are working at cross-purposes. And that plays out on the battlefield as well, because the Russian air, air forces are targeting the opposition forces on the ground, whom the United States and its allies are supporting. Unfortunately, in uh, the public's mind now, uh, when you mention Syria, it is often synonymous with uh, ISIS or Islamic State and this uh, fear uh, that uh, all around the world people have of a potential attack uh, within their borders. Uh, if, if the United States is trying to defeat this organization, do you believe that a successful ceasefire for, for whatever you define success will advance that goal of ultimately defeating Islamic State and I suppose in the worst case scenario if uh, before that March 9th deadline uh, something uh, happens, there is an, an event that uh, I suppose where both parties decide this ceasefire doesn't hold, what would be the uh, negative consequences of that? Well, let me go back to the first part of your question. As uh, the, the terms of the ceasefire was such that it excluded ISIL and associated groups, the Al-Nusra Front, uh, they are not part of the framework of the ceasefire, which means uh, Russia has reserved for itself the right to continue to attack these groups. So that could, of course, weaken them. The difficulty is that th they are also attacking rebel forces that are associated with the, the opposition, it would appear. I'm not on the ground, and mm -hmm. I can't verify, but this is what observers have, have said. So they are taking liberties with their interpretation of the uh, ceasefire, with the terms of the ceasefire. The, uh, the hope, of course, is, is that if the secession continues that it will create space for the renegotiation, for the resumption of negotiations and for the, the pursuit of a uh, political settlement, but uh, uh, the, the signs are not really very hopeful. Mm. Uh, again, because the objectives of the major parties are, are not convergent and because 
the forces on the ground at the moment are still able and committed to continuing to uh, to fight. Now, when we talk about then, if everything collapses and we see a, a resurgence of violence once again, are we basically then back at square one and it's, it's just basically a, a continuation of this indefinite uh, morass that we're, we're experiencing right now? Could be. I mean, there, there are possible future developments. Uh, Turkey and Saudi Arabia have both talked about deploying ground troops. Now, ground troops could make a difference in the equation. It could make a difference in the military dynamics vis-a-vis -vis ISIL and, uh, and the other uh, uh, extremist forces. Uh, but uh, it's not it's not clear that uh, Turkey and Saudi Arabia would actually. Mm. I mean, Saudi Arabia has um, deployed forces in in Yemen, uh, so it might be prepared to deploy perhaps special forces um, in 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 Syria uh, in support of mm. the rebel forces and uh, and and Turkey too. So, uh, I mean, ultimately, uh, defeating uh, ISIL, the Islamic State, is going to require presence on, on the ground, and to date there hasn't been one on the part of external parties who are supporting the, uh, the, the opposition forces. The U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry did say earlier that uh, Washington is looking at additional options in Syria if this uh, ceasefire fails. Do we know, are we privy to what some of those options may be as far as a plan B, or is this one of those uh, cases of when you're dealing with these uh, groups, uh, all options are on the table, and so the other side knows that uh, the United States means business? I'm not aware of a plan B. That doesn't mean to say that there isn't a plan B. What it may, what he may be referring to is consideration of providing higher levels of armament to mm -hmm. the opposition forces. But not boots okay. on the ground, obviously. But not boots on the ground, no. not uh, The United States is not prepared uh, after Iraq and after uh, Libya to deploy forces in Syria on the ground. And, and as we're coming up to a presidential election, I think that mm -hmm. uh, it's even less likely. The, the political climate is not such that it would it support, but there are many other reasons why uh, there would not be support for that. But possibly higher levels of armament. Uh, now, the worry there is that they could fall into the hands of Islamic State if uh, the, uh, they were engaged in actions with the opposition forces and prevailed. And that would, in effect, mean that the United States is arming the Islamic State, and it wouldn't want to be doing that. Our final question, and uh, uh, Professor Song Leguang, who's here in the studio, did mention, I think you heard that, uh, bottom line, according to him, this country, Syria, the nation-state uh, as it is with the Bashar al-Assad regime, will not be the same again. It can never go back to uh, the pre-Civil War era. Do you agree with that? Do you think that this uh, this country will be partitioned in some way? I don't know about partition, but it is hard to imagine that Syria in the future will look like Syria in the in the recent past. And we haven't talked at all about the Kurds in in the north. They have asserted themselves 
and uh, and uh, taken control of territory as they have also in Iraq. And uh, it, it's uh, unless again they are defeated uh, militarily, it, uh, th- th- they're going to be mm. demanding much greater autonomy, if not independence. And I, 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 the future that I see is more of a federal state with much greater regional control rather than uh, the degree of control that we have had from the center. But I also mm. don't see a, a future for Syria with Assad at the, at the helm, but it's anybody's guess what the outcome of right. this war is going to be. So I, I wouldn't want to predict. Yeah. Definitely one of those situations that is uh, very difficult to predict. Professor Kaplan, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Professor Richard Kaplan from the University of Oxford. We have Professor Song Yuguang uh, here in the studio. Professor Song, you've heard what uh, Professor Kaplan has been saying. Any uh, points of interest you feel that he's raised or maybe you agree or disagree with? Yeah, to me, I, I thought maybe Kerry mentioned the plan B. To me, okay. plan B seems to me the partition, oh. partition of Syria because he tried to sweat the Russia. If you're not do come to disagreement, we're going to, you know, partitions. This is not good for Russia. This is not good for Assad. So this is, I think... What kind of a partition? Partition, as I told, partition, as you know, I mean, U.S. does not have any will to eliminate IS now. So IS will be one part, unfortunately. Right. There will be Assad regime in the Mediterranean, Latakia, in the Alawite area. And then the south of the Alawi area, there will be Druze ethnics here. And the north and eastern part, we have Kurdish, Kurdistan. The Kurdish, the Kurd guys, already, they're speaking about the independent yeah. state. So, so this is what, what's going on. And that's, um, so when we're talking about this, there's so many issues that yeah. uh, can come about from this. So we're talking about the Kurds having once and for all their own sovereign State where, which of course we're talking about people who live in Iraq, people who live in Turkey. Yeah, this is going to be an actually now nation state for the Kurds to call yeah, home. Yeah, but they have some problem with I mean boundaries. But Syria, Iraq, they can make any united any some kind some kind of I mean, right. autonomous any state. And this is obviously something the Kurds would definitely want the U.S. Of course, to ultimately of course, decide. Yes. Uh, you said we have to. There's going to have to be some allocation for Islamic State. Then would the, then does that imply? And you can always uh, clarify is that. Um, ISIS itself would then become some kind of sovereign state or entity with a clearly demarked border. Yes, because we have, because international community and UA does not have any um, strong will to eliminate them. So they will, how does that go along with their vision? There will be any autonomous IS country. This is what what it's going to be. And is that the end game for them, though? Because they want a caliphate, right? Don't they want to... Yeah, they try to maybe expand their territory, but, you know, we have Assad also here. Right. So there will be any kind of, I mean, insane, I mean, continuous, I mean, scarcity between two other guys, you know. Right. So it, it's the, I guess, remarkable aspect of that then would be if the international community in the United States has no appetite then to wage this kind of fierce struggle war against... ISIS, it would be basically not necessarily uh, a capitulation, but it would be an acceptance that ISIS is here to stay. That is the reality of the situation. Uh, we will allot some kind of territory for them, 
but the hope then would be at least an uneasy coexistence, right? Yes, yes, and they exactly. would then stop yeah. in their provocations and their continued threats to the Western world. Yes. If don't want to see this situation, U.S. international community mm. should do something more. Or put on, put, I mean, put on the ground, maybe. What would Russia, how would they counter this? Because this is obviously something that they would... I think Russia, they knew, they knew, they faced the reality. They cannot go back to one united Syria. So they will come to the compromise. Look, let Assad become small countries in Syria. This is what they okay. want. Yeah, this is exactly what they want now. Then if we get into more of the details of the uh, March 9th and then the next round of the peace talks mm -hmm. regarding Syria, uh, it has been delayed. I, I guess we can talk about why it's been delayed. Uh, ultimately, how important do you feel is the success of right now the cessation of hostilities and then resuming these peace efforts? Yeah, I... According to, I mean, a news agency to allow the cessation of hostility to settle down. This is a um, reason. Uh, they, they try to see more how, how, I mean, this cessation of hostility will go. This is exactly the, what they say. But from, from this, how, what kind of, I mean, political solution or a transition, transition to political solution, I don't know exactly. But, uh, Russia, and um, United States try to negotiate what they're going to do with Assad. That's the biggest question. This is really, you know, they have no agreement on this. So they will try to compromise any kind of, as I told, the partition of Syria, maybe. Mm. This, there might be one option. Okay. Yeah. Now, when we talk about then ultimately uh, what will happen, it seems, I suppose, a little bit we've been focusing a lot more on the U.S. and the American position and what they ultimately want and the uh, ultimate uh, perhaps final plan B, as you point out, to, to partition the state. Uh, from Russia's point of view, and I, again, you know, we're, nobody's saying they're they're being apologists for Russia, but uh, they have their own national security interests, and part of those uh, national interests are, yeah. of course, keeping this regime yeah. in Syria intact. Uh, we talked about the humanitarian aid and, and getting help to people who are there, but this is a country that half of the population has already been displaced, yeah. and we have floods of refugees. It's become a big political problem in, in countries in mm -hmm. Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, with Russia, mm -hmm. do they have any leverage? Are they in a strong position to try to work out a long-term deal, whether it is negotiating with the U.S. or the other partners to, to maintain? Because you say there's this sticking point with Assad that's never going to be agreed upon. Yeah. Uh, this is a very interesting point. Uh, let me say different way. Okay. How come suddenly we have so many, I mean, I mean, refugees? Because Russia ch changed their war strategies. How they change it? They try to attack anybody on the ground, including civilians. So why? Because the, I mean, opposition's organization in Syria, they hide civilian buildings. Yes, human shields. So Russia changed tactics because they couldn't succeed without changing their tactics. So this makes so many refugees. So this is this is we need to we don't need to forget these okay. things. And then they maybe try to use so many huge refugees will go try to go to Europe and keep pressure on Europe to some some kind of some kind of favorable compromise. They try to do maybe. Right. Um, final question then briefly, 
And again, we cannot predict what's going to happen. But and you said this is never going back to the old days. Uh, we don't know how the ceasefire will work itself or the peace term deal. But ultimately, do you think we will see that partition partition along the lines that the United States envisions? Yes, I think the Middle East change. How do they change the nation state identity? The time of nation state identity is gone. We are new area. Mm. The identity of religion, identity of ethnicity. Mm. So I don't look at the Syria, look at the Iraq. There's Shia, Sunni, Druzi, Alawi. They're not nation state nowadays. So we need to f- try to focus on. Really, right. Yeah, this is a very important. I mean. Point nowadays. And some, yeah. something that we hope we can uh, readdress later. Uh, Professor Song, as always, thank you so much for your expertise and your insights. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.